0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans.
1: Burrow's furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating.
0: They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love.
1: this is the besotted pride of west london podcast so we're coming to you early in the new year actually we've uh, we've already had we've had a game we've had a cup game and we thought tell us something we're gonna go straight into our league match we're gonna have a two-week break we're gonna go into that league match and we're gonna be absolutely fired up but it didn't quite go according to plan wolverhampton wanderers after us going 1-0 up got an equaliser which meant that we've got a replay coming so uh, as the besotted crew we thought we'll take a little bit of time out we'll chill out a bit and then we'll come back and we'll talk about what's going down in Brentford land on the eve of our match against Wolverhampton Wanderers I'm sitting here in sunny North London I see the sky's blue uh, the shed that I built a few days ago, before Christmas as you know about uh, as us uh, say let's subject to the wind that yeah you know, never build a shed when a hurricane is due, that's all I can say. So I have to, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to pick up the pieces, as they say. But I've actually put that, <laughs> I've got to put that behind me as well. Any DIY people out there? Actually, <laughs> come and give us a hand. Anyway, but anyway, five. that's right. Shed seven, shed zero. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh dear but um, anyway, um, breezy life, as they say, but um. <laughs> wittering on my, my name is billy grant here and i'm sitting here in the virtual joint looking out the window at me shed, it's looking rather sad at the moment now and laney's looking out the window at something probably a little bit more beautiful than i am at the moment lady how are you
2: yeah i'm good mate i'm good um just come out of a 12 day detox in thailand again um yeah feeling feeling brilliant and um yeah it's uh all is good in the world yeah I've, 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 i'm glad i haven't got to worry about building or rebuilding sheds tomorrow <laughs> so, uh, i do, i love i actually love the fact that it's you spent the whole of christmas doing it and it's collapsed <laughs> i think it's just brilliant what a waste of time what a waste <laughs> of money <laughs> uh,
1: yeah listen mate you can't you can't sort of fault us for the effort me me and the cartel b we were there like in the middle of the night you know what I'm saying it's like you know we started a little late, Every day, and, and the fact that we had sort of kind of a bit of wine, and sort of mulled wine on the go as well, probably didn't help. Oh. And you know, a bit of port as well. So, uh, and the fact that we there with our with our with our, <laughs> with our flashlights on our, on our phones, trying to put a shed up in the in the middle of the night, and at that stage, I, I guess we should have known. That it probably wasn't to be, but then Cartel B decided to go back to the cartel, so he's gone back to America, so he's in Mexico at the moment now, and he's not coming back, and he's left me to to, to deal with a shed on my own, like you know, quite so,
2: literally pick up the pieces.
1: That's right. So I say, cheers, Cartel B, enjoy yourselves in Mexico. We'll sort it out this end. But anyway, so any, yeah. more,
2: um, any more DIY and shed talk before we crack on with the right.
1: yeah. right. I've noticed you've got a bit, <laughs> bit, bit, bit of a bit of a bit of jungle, bit of a forest behind you, isn't you, Laney? Yeah,
2: not not a number one though. They can they can write off. The right.
1: <laughs> they can the cheat the cheats, the absolute cheats, as we, we talked about a few months ago. And tell you something, right, listen, you can tell this podcast is going left and right and all over the place. We don't want to talk about the balls game at all. But we talked about Nottingham Forest like you know we even did a sort of special little intro piece of Nottingham Forest as well because the thing is that every time we sort of talk about Forest or mention them we always go how 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 can they how we keep going how can they just keep buying these players and there was like real confusion in our heads that they were be able to buy these players, but we just kind of took it for granted that they were just kind of able to buy the players, didn't they? But now things have seemed to have come to roost. I mean, we we're going to we're going to record now just before the actual announcement's been made. But the rumour has been had that, you know, um Nottingham Forest is going to get pulled up for FFP because basically they've just spent far, far too much money, more money than they should really spend and the, and the reality is listen you know forget about forest now but when we we're in the championship we used to talk about derby county we used to talk about sheffield wednesday and basically how they were cheap trying to cheat themselves out of the championship and that's what they were doing because these are the rules and they didn't abide by the rules and they thought if they could spend more money they'd get out of that championship and then they'll get loads of money which they'll be able to pay back any fines or anything else that they've had and they fluffed it and they're in all sorts of trouble sheffield wednesday you know languishing at the bottom of the championship you know, um, Derby County is still just struggling in Division One. You know what I'm saying? But um Nottingham Forest—they got out of—they uh, got out of the Championship. You know, fair play to them. You know, they got Steve Cooper in, who's not in there anymore. You know what I'm saying? Um But the reality is that they spent about three trillion pounds, right, in doing that, and they also spent forty-five trillion pounds in in the Premier League. And now it seems that the chickens have come to roost, and Nottingham Forest are in all sorts of trouble for uh, for spending so much money, and they possibly might get a points deduction now. We talked about this with Everton uh, a couple of months back, didn't we, Laney? Um, yeah. It's probably the same rhetoric with uh, Forrest, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it probably is, you know, each each club's obviously, uh, you know, circumstances are, are, are different, but the, 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 you know, the long short of the overall issue is they, they they spent way more than FFP allows them. And, you know, I, what, what happens is, you know, the fans of the clubs involved, they get like ultra defensive of their own club and they they blame the you know the the, the authorities and it's the rules and they they claim they've, they've done nothing wrong and how about is a lot about a lot of what about going on what about Chelsea what about Man City which you know which is a fair point you know what they, they, they need to be you know there are another two clubs that it, it, it's quite obvious things don't stack up. So the authorities do have to come round to them. But at the moment, it's, it's forests that are under the spotlight, um, you know, just as Everton were. Um, so they're, 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 they, if they do get the points deduction that, that a lot of people are predicting, then, then I, I think it's fully deserved. Because you know, we, can, we can get on our high horse because we know that our club aren't, aren't doing any of those things. And we, we got promoted despite parachute payments and clubs Playing jiggery pokery with finances, um, and and buying up, you know, all the big, all the big players that um, help help to get them out of the league. So, we we've, we've done it the the right way. So I want to see teams doing it the wrong way punished. It's, it's, it's only fair and good. So, um, yeah, the the game that's coming up next weekend is is going to be interesting for a million different reasons so uh yeah we, we will have to talk about that a little
1: bit later we will talk about that a little bit later and, and we were going to talk about him a little bit later but we might as well come on to it now as well and the reason why it's quite interesting Ivan Tony is back for that game and you can see um they're starting to pump up the uh, the social media on Ivan Tony now just putting him back into the stratosphere and I think the main message that comes back about Ivan Tony is that he is absolutely hottie for it that's the number one message that I get and the number two message which is seems to be sort of quite equal is that Ivan Tony is going absolutely nowhere, right? And there was that interesting video with him and uh, Pontus Janssen. If you haven't seen it, check it out on the Brentford Twitter page. And uh, them two just basically having a little FaceTime conversation. Ivan's in the dressing room and Pontus is just lying on his bed, it looks like, you know. And it's just a little bit of a jokey mates mates conversation between the two of them. And you could sort of say, oh, it's nearly nothing. But it was actually gave you a nice little vibe because for me, when you watch that, you sort of think, you know, Ivan is feeling, right, I'm back, I'm really up for this. There's one of my old mates talking about it. You know, he's asking if he's going to come back and watch him play. And it very much gave you a feel that Ivan was absolutely potty for it and he wanted to go out there and just basically just, just score lots of goals. I mean, what did you feel, Amy?
2: Well, there's two takeaways from it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the bants between the two of them and, you know, all, you know, all the talks about and beards and stuff. But, you know, Ivan says in it, He expects to be, well, he doesn't expect to be, they're talking about him being captain straight away, which probably means North God might not be around. Um, And the other thing is, he says, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying, I think he says it three times. And um, you don't say that uh, unless you're not thinking it, you know, whether January is still going to be a long month, it depends who else comes in for him, but let's look like what's happening right this second right under our nose you know he is going to play for us uh, against Forest. Um, where there was a lot of talk a few months ago saying he will never play for us again and we'll mothball him and blah 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 but that seems to not be the case and I I don't think Ivan does that social media piece. if, if he's imminently going to go because you just hide away, you just wouldn't put yourself in that situation. It's, it's super friendly and it was really good and it's a real positive uh, um, piece of uh, PR because there's a lot of negativity around the, 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 the club um, at the moment and um, we need all the positives we can get. So yeah, I, I enjoyed watching that.
1: Yes, I mean, and, and talking about, you know, obviously Ivan Tony is going to be coming in and this is not for the Wolves game, but we're just having a little chat anyway because we haven't chatted for a while. Um, you know, Ivan heard he's coming in and that's because, you know, also there's another player's coming out. So there's almost like a replacement factor here. Obviously, Brian, um, Brian and Bumo is he's out. He's out for, you know, for the, for the greatest part of this season, to be honest, if which is a massive loss for the Bees, as we all know, and anybody else who's listening who might know as well. However, Ivan Tony coming bin, in, coming I mean bin, coming in, might actually kind of sort of kind of you know at least or sort of temper that you know actually kind of just balance up up a little bit now. But on top of um, and Boomer obviously going, uh, the Afcon, the African Cup of Nations has started, and we've also got a number of players who also left us for a few weeks or maybe even longer than that, depending on how long their team stays in. Uh, and like I said to you, people. The yeah, FCON is now, like I said, it's on TV and Sky Sports. It's also on, I think, BBC Three was showing some of the games as well. You know, and it's it's just it's great entertainment to, to you know, to kind of watch the matches. It's it's good to, to you've got games on at sort of 9, 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. So every single night. So there's plenty of football to be watching as well, which is all good. Um, it's over in Ivory Coast. Uh, Ivory Coast won their first game 2-0 against Guinea-Bissau as well um, and it, but the first game that really affected us was uh, Nigeria playing Equatorial Guinea as well. Um. So Nigeria, obviously, we've got Frank the Tank Onyeka playing for them. He not only started for them, he started in traditional CDM position as well, and he played the whole game. So they obviously kind of rate him, and they sort of think, you know, you know, Premier League footballer. This is the this is the person who's going to actually kind of lead our charge. They got like I said, re- uh, they got a result. They got a draw there as well. Um, and but also a in- bit of interesting news about Frank the Tank Onyeka, isn't there, Laney?
2: Yeah, I mean, the Guardian ran um, ran a, uh, a newspaper article four days ago now saying that Frank on the Echo is wanted by Everton and Fulham. Um, uh, they talk about a loan move to Fulham, which seems it does seem a bit odd. I have to admit because you know we've gone from we've gone from uh, you know struggling to put a team together and then running a story about the possibility of him going out on loan. Now. The jury's probably still out on Frank the Tank because you know I don't think we've seen we've seen him at his best. We've seen glimpses. Um, He's played better recently. I have to admit it's probably the best form that we've seen him since he's been at Brentford. Um, I'm I'm not sure he's the player that we hope that we will be bringing in. But regardless of that, you know he he seems to be sort of settling down and um, and he's kind of he has seized his opportunity this time. Um, and being being out with Nigeria and having a, a you know a, a run of run of uh, games out there can only help him. So if he can come back, uh, you know, in good shape, I'd, I'd say you know he's he's, he's definitely going to play an important part for the rest of the season at Brentford. So unless we're going to bring players in, I can't see you know him going out. So unless Fulham or Everton are going to give us big money for him and we're going to clear the decks for for next season then you know it's, it's an interesting rumor I, I just I just don't see how it's how it suits us at the moment do you Bill
1: um, I'm not really I mean but saying that you know there's there's a rumor of 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 of, uh, of him going on loan to follow like I said to you, and also Everton but then somebody else turned around and said you know 20 million pounds now I don't know if this was was a joke or if this was, you know, again, one of those Chinese whisper things which obviously just get out of proportion But you know, but if it is a case that we were being offered £20 million Or potentially, or you're putting together a deal where he potentially can get £20 million for Frank The Tank on Yekka I think basically we take it straight away because um, yeah. I'm not not having a go at him, you know, it's cool oh. But at the end of the day, we are a situation as well where Everyone keeps saying, we've got a sign, we've got a sign But you have to remember, we're almost at our limit with the players that we have OK, we've got probably one loan signing left, um, you know, bringing any players in. Yeah, you could talk about the Charlie Goods and all these other players that, you know, they're in our side. But, you know, there's, there is also a Charlie Good situation, whereas Charlie Good is, you know, has obviously got an injury. He's got an illness as well. And I think the club's doing, as they say, good by him as well. So they're sticking by him. So, you know, we've got certain players in our camp who we we can't get rid of you know if you've got injured players you can't just sort of get rid of them so you can get two players in it doesn't really work like that so our biggest problem is the fact that we've got so many injuries we can't kind of offload these players we've just got to wait for these injuries to come back so we've got to be very very specific about who we do sign and where we're going to sign them because we can't sign 10 players at the moment now we can only probably sign a couple you know maybe two or three so if there's a possibility that um, Frank the Tank on and we can get money for him and they believe that they can actually get a player to replace him and maybe on a higher standard or a better player then maybe they may look at it you know one of these players isn't, and, we, and we're going to come on to the, 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 to, to, to the um, signings in a minute now but we've got Cognac. is it, it Konak as well who's the wonder kid as well who we just signed of 2029 now he plays in the cdm position as well he's only 18 years old very young but they have very aggressive and they think he's a very very good player now whether or not he's ready to go in now immediately or whether or not he's a, a b-team signing who we're going to wait to come in in the summer or the summer after that we don't know but the thing is that you know you know how the club plans way way ahead and you know maybe maybe that's the situation that we're looking at, where you know maybe we say, listen, we're quite we're, we're quite comfortable letting Onyeka go now. If we get something for him now, because we're going may or not get a similar deal in the summer because we feel we can cope now. Um, we can feel that we can cope between now and the summer. So you know that's that's um, that's that's one of my thoughts anyway, Laney.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, if I mean if this kind of guy is, is is you know more ready than we think, you know we. I think when he's signed, he, he, we, we think you know it was announced that he's a B team signing, really. But um, in the same, Yarmuluk was was a B team player, and he's and he's, he's made an impact already. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm hoping big things. You know, he's signed till 2029 with another year's extension on it. It's, it's clear that we think he's going to be the next Norgard by the, by the by the looks of it. Um, so yeah, well, it's uh, if that's the case, then you can see if, he, if he's if he's ready. Then we've been given the impression. Then it it, it might allow then a, a Frank the Tank exit. But if we if we were to make seven million quid on Frank Frank's transfer in and out, then I I, I, I think as a bit of business, you'd, you'd have to let him go because I, I I'd I'd been saying for quite a while. We wouldn't get our money back, let alone a profit. And that's that's again, that's not a massive dig at him. It's just that you know, it's it's, it's just it just hasn't hasn't seemed to work. And we're we're you know, we're we're a couple of years in now. And uh, he would have thought he would have got settled a little bit quicker. Although the thing that re- the thing that really I find uh, fascinating, well not fascinating, but just kind of amazing, that uh, the Yunus uh, Konak was born in 2006. So he's like, oh, he's, he's just like so young. It's like we were the Martin yeah, Allen years. Yeah, the Martin Allen years, two thousand six, just seems like five seconds ago. Right? and he was just born then. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, so time time flies, mate. So, yeah. But I mean, you know, while we're talking about what what's what's needed and what's clear and what's obvious, and does does letting players out, you know, letting players go weaken us even further. It, if we if we bring in a left back like tomorrow um, and another midfielder and, a, and possibly you know another another winger then everything else kind of like you can chill a bit but until players come in I, I think there'd be the, the obvious feeling is that you know we, we're weakening ourselves when we can't we can't really afford to even though we've got players coming back you know you said about um, Brian and Bumo being out but then obviously you've got Sharda that's that's, you know, on the verge of a comeback. He's, you know, he looks like he's match-ready. Can't see him playing against Wolves, but I would expect him to play against Forest. Um, Josh De Silva's back. You know, he's setting up goals and, and getting, getting penalties during the week. So um, he seems to get mid minutes under his belt. So there are players coming back, um, and then obviously there's Godos that you, know, you think would fit into that midfield area as well rather than a full-back if we get a in but he's out in the Asian um, Cup at the moment so uh, yeah it's it's a really confusing picture I have to admit
1: It is yeah and, and just talking about Bod Godos quickly he actually played in Iran's 4-1 win over Palestine. He got man of the match, and he also got two assists. He played very, very well, apparently. So uh, that's all good. So it looks like he might be out uh, out of the team for for longer than we, we, we probably want him to be. Which is uh, again it's one of those ironic things because you'd never think of saying, "Oh my God, we're missing Godos. We really want him back." But it just shows how things have changed. Just coming back really quickly to that Ivan Tony and uh, Pontus Jensen. If you go and check it out, definitely on the Brentford site because it's uh, you know it's it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, there's one little. Bit of a giveaway in that one as well because obviously if you remember rightly and like i said to you i think a lot of people seem to put that rules game out of their minds um that we played them lot not the first one you know the league i mean we definitely put that one out of our minds but the cup game as well so and and almost i've forgotten that actually uh there was an injury um nor got injured in then in the walls game which is a bit of a gutter to be quite honest with you um, but it all went a bit silent as to kind of how bad the injury was or how how, how bad it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, he's got injured and uh, he's disappeared off the face of the earth. It's an interesting conversation between the Tony and Mr Pontus Janssen there, where he said to him was it, the three times, you're coming in as captain, you're going to be captain, you're going to be captain, you're going to be captain. He kept on saying that to him. And I was thinking, oh, right. So why would you say that? And Why would the club put that out? if Ivan Tony wasn't going to come in and be the captain, which to my, me says Norgard might be out for a little bit longer than we expected.
2: Possibly. Yeah, that it could mean that. It could also mean that they've been negotiating with Tony behind the scenes and they sort of said, right, you know, what what do you want to stay for the rest of the season? And he said, I want this, that and the other, and I want to be captain. And they've gone, yep, yeah, okay, that's fine. You can be captain. And I, it could it could mean that as well. You know, I know we're you know surmising and it's it's, it's you know it's just chewing the fat. But um, it, uh, one's more positive than the other. I don't, I don't want to I don't want us not to have more guys. I think so much so much so much riding on it. I mean, there is, there isn't so much riding on it, but there, there is. You know, we know it's a nine month season. We know that. You know the, the the game is is in, Of course, it's important, and you know we, they're, they're the teams right above us, and we have we have to get back to winning ways, and we have to stop getting points on the table again. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. We don't want Norgard out because he's, he's only you know he only seems to have just come back recently. So it's, you know it's um yeah it'll uh, be another bit of bit of pill to swallow I have to admit.
1: Mm, yeah. Okay. Just back to the African Cup of Nations. um We had the Egypt Mozambique game. We almost had a bit of an upset there as well. Mozambique, I think, would have won their first ever game in the AFCON as well. They were on the on the verge. It was a 90th plus sixth penalty from uh, Salah, who actually kind of equalised for Egypt, who were the the beaten finalists last last time around as well. So that was a bit of a, a bit bit of a bit of a, a bit of, a, a bit of an adventure there. A bit a bit of excitement, like you know. And also, like I said, Ghana, um, Ghana actually lost to Cape Verde as well and Ghana actually interesting Ghana the, the players who, who player played for us for Ghana recently was uh, Tariq Fosu and I'm not going to say anything else besotted fan but there's a lit, maybe a little bit of news uh Tariq maybe 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 for our USA for our little American friends out there as well a little bit of news I can't say anything more than that like I'm saying but Tarek Bassu maybe uh, rearing his his head again uh, out there so as you say as we as we move forward anyway um oh I' was going to say as well oh yeah um so an FCON as well the, the next one which is going to be on our minds obviously is going to be um it's going to be uh Uisa. Okay, who's gonna be from the the Democratic Republic of Congo as well. They've got the game on Wednesday. And uh, like I said to you, they've got a game against Zambia on Wednesday and then they've got two more games after that. The way it works in the in the um the AFCON is the top two teams, there's there's six groups, the top two teams in all those groups go through to the knockout phase, and then the fourth four of the six best third place groups as well. So pretty much nearly everyone goes through to the third place. So there's me listen of course i want a place to do as well as possible but the reality is being selfish as well you want their teams to not do so well so that they come back home and they can play for us so um we're just looking at the possibilities of which one of these players is going to be back early is it going to be frank the tank or is it going to be we uh, we shall see we'll be becoming a little bit clearer by the time we go into the forest game at the weekend
2: um jb i'm sure will be aware of this that brentford played Zambia at uh, at Griffin Park uh, about 1993, 1994, something like that so uh, maybe JB can do a little AFCON Brentford bit of fact and funk for the next week, I mean he he can do what he wants
1: but it
2: it, it might be nice to he does what he wants JB does what he wants, (laughs) he does what he wants he's fact and funk he does what he wants
1: that's right let's see if we can knock that up as well because maybe yeah we could talk about yeah Nigeria Nigeria played Ghana as well at Griffin Park as well uh, old Griffin Park it is not new Griffin Park I know you have been moaning about us saying new Griffin Park but okay let's say old Griffin Park as well is that, that, does that get a moan as well <laughs> so uh, yeah I was gutted I didn't get that Africa Ghana game apparently it was meant to be really wicked um, but anyway we should move on because like I said to you we're going left and right and up and down um, transfer wise um, we've always already talked about connect who we've signed as well our first signing of this window i said the wonder kid you know plays at central midfield and cdm as well um now the interesting thing is that the big big signing that we're looking for we've been looking for we've been talking about it for ages every time i do my observer column as well you know and i did another one um it just just on i think came out on new year's day as well so um it came out on new year's day or new year's eve as well when i talked about our potential signings very difficult to try and predict who or where we're going to sign? When you've got so many injuries, when you can't get players going out. But I said, like every time I do that column, they say who are you going to sign? I say, well, we haven't got a, we haven't got a backup left back. We haven't got a backup left back. We haven't got a backup left back. I'm saying that for about three years now, we all know that that's the case. Um, the fact is that you know the reality is our backup left back was actually Hickey because he actually played on the left when before he came to us. Of course, he was playing on the right for us. But you know the idea is that if it, um, if Rico ever went out, Hickey would come over to the left and Bob's your uncle. We're sorted. Of course, we didn't actually predict the fact that Hickey will go down injured long term as well as Rico and it's kind of scuppered us. Well it hasn't kind of scuppered us, it's really scuppered us actually. So we're finding ourselves flapping around, trying to find ourselves a good balance in defence, you know, it hasn't helped that I has been out injured, it hasn't helped that you know Ben Me's got you know he, he got banned for a period of time. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that's happened. you know, you know, Collins, you know, is out you know, there's all sorts of stuff that's just not been right about that and it's come to the stage where you sort of think look can we hold out until the summer right try and hold out to the summer every time the ball comes across you know our standing left backs you know who might be Godos might be you know um Roslev whoever it may be listen not having a go at them but you know the tracking of that man at the far post it seems to be the trick that everyone seems to have sussed out and we need to kind of like stop that immediately so we just need somebody who's got some sort of expertise in, in, in full-backing you know what I'm saying so uh, there's there's a rumour going out okay, Sergio Reguilon right the Spurs uh, left back who was on loan I think at Manchester United he's had his loan terminated and so there's, uh, there's rumours going around that you know he, he's looking for a, for a new club and uh, we're right in the offing apparently aren't we Laney?
2: it looks that way yeah um, you know it's in the daily mail um, but I've must be true 5%. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are talking about that. It says the Prenflery talks with him. Um, it, it, it would be a, a decent move. His, his stats look good. Um, you know, they, they compare um, OK against uh, Rico's um, as a defender. Um, as an attacking wing-back, I'm not quite so sure. I'm not seeing those stats. I'm not sure if, if he's... The same kind of speed freak that, that Rico is, but as a experienced defender to, to to bring in, whether it's a loan, whether it's whether it's a, a permanent deal, um, I can only see that as a positive. It's, it's an it's an absolute essential area. You know, you and I have talked about cover for Rico on on this podcast for what seems like an eternity. It goes back three, maybe four years. Um, Even even when you know Dominic Thompson was around, it it, it was clear that he wasn't the right one either. So you know, I remember him getting um, Rico getting injured at Coventry, um, in in in, I think it was the failed playoff season, and we just didn't have any we didn't have any cover then. I think Mads Beck went in and filled, and you know he's he's the least left wing back you'd ever see. So. It, it's been it's been a gaping hole um for for several several years um I, i've you know we we've spoken on here we've spoken off off air we've of it does baffle us how we've kind of let so much ride on um rico's fitness when he, he you know he had two not dodgy knees but he had knee problems already um the right back i know they brought hickey in who, who technically could play both sides but he was. It was obvious that he was going to be the right-sided one. Um, you know, I, I'm. I'm still not knocking Mads Rasmussen because he's only had one or two dodgy games ever for us. Um, but yeah, it. It. it Sergio Regulon would be a really good addition to the squad. And um, experience is what we actually need at the moment. If it's, it, I don't think it's going to end up a releg- relegation dogfight, especially if Forrest get points deduction. Um, but. I, I you know for all of our sanity and all of our hearts we we need to be further away from from the drop zone as possible.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean so I mean let's, let's just watch your space because as you know we kind of we don't go hard on these transfer rumors and we also no. do a due diligence as well sometimes and sometimes the other we just
2: one, Bill, Yeah. Sorry mate, sorry to interrupt you. The yeah. other one is this um Asane Dial um who's at Real Bath Betis. Um apparently um, he, ha- he has been in talks with Brentford, according to these rumours. Thirty million euro clause has been triggered, and um, the last reports were the footballer and his father have already informed Betis that they want to they want out. Um, so, whether whether it's Brentford that get his signature or Brentford's interest has uh, announced it to other teams and they come in and they scupper it, we'll, we'll see. Whether that might be dead in the dead in the you know, that might be dead already, but, um there's a lot of rumour sites are talking about that as being a strong strong link yeah
1: and and again young player 18 year old winger very highly rated I actually wrote about him in my Guardian article that's one that I was actually quite confident putting in just to put the word around the, the thing is that you know you've got to be careful about these things because the, the word gets out about this and I know you probably think oh, you know, it doesn't really matter but it does you know you know you know the agents are playing the game Brentford are after them and then that kind of puts the price up and that is the honest truth of what happens now so it's probably making it harder for us to sign players so we actually kind of like if you notice when we get the players that's under the radar you've not heard about them bang all of a sudden we get them as beforehand we were, all, we were always in with the fight you know we've got um Brennan Johnson who's gone over to Tottenham listen you know and this is interesting one because let's listen I mean let's just talk quickly about Brennan Johnson we were after him very 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 early days okay right when he was still at lincoln right he wasn't even playing at forest he was on loan to lincoln right in division one playing in the playoffs and that's when we went in for him first time now the idea is that if we got him inside there we would have bought him in we would have kind of sort of you know we would, we would have you know done the yarmalex and stuff like that maybe sort of put him in the b team got him up to speed and not put him under pressure for six months or eight months and then you actually get him into the side the problem is that you know he's gone in with Forest, gone straight in there. You know Premier League's done some good things, not some good things. Got the Spurs, and the pressure's on because he's got like a 60 million pound price on his head, and he's got to go in and deliver straight away. And all of a sudden, as Spurs fans, because they expect everything yesterday. Some of them are saying, oh my god, we've had our pants pulled down here, he's rubbish, i blah and this, that, and the other, and all of go. I'm sure he's actually a very good player, but again, it's like there's a development stage that you go with these players, and when you're gonna pay 10, 12, 14, 16, even 20 million pounds, or probably now 25 for us because the price goes up, you can still we can still go through that development stage with them rather than expecting them to deliver straight away. But when they go to these big Ask clubs right who just expect something because they paid the money out they expect you to deliver straight away you know what I'm saying like David Rea David Rea is going inside there's loads of pressure at Arsenal we spent six months trying to get him to where we want him to be and then he was being brilliant you know they, like, two games later he hasn't done what they want to do and they're all crying you know what I'm saying so I think the point I'm saying is that people like you know um, um, as, a, as as Arnie Diao and players like that as well I think they may be very good but also we have to realise that sometimes there is a little bit of breaking in time that we need to need to have for these players to actually kind of get them to the standard to do what we need to do if not if they're already really totally match ready they'll go straight into Manchester City or Man United or Tottenham or Arsenal or any of the other 18 clubs that could probably buy and afford to buy players other than we can't do
2: yeah, hundred percent. And especially when you also remember that you know we, we expecting really intelligent players to come and adapt to the way we play because the way we play isn't the same every week. Uh, you know, a lot of the bigger clubs they're they're able to. I mean, i not you know not always, but they're able to kind of stick to their front-footed a game. They just they just go out there and they you know.
0: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Their strengths are so so numerous that they can can just stick to a, a one style of play. We have to work out, you know, the threats of the others and work out whether we're going to go four or five at the back or whether we're going to, you know, just sit and defend and hold and, you know, take take our chances on the break or whether, you know, we, we reckon our chances even more and we just, we, you know, we, we take the initiative and take the game to others. So, you know, our patterns of play and um, having, having players get back and defend and the way we hold our lines... It's it's critical, and you know Thomas Frank sometimes has to spend time working with these players on the on the training pitch to get them to understand what's expected. You know, being a being a fast winger is great, yeah, but you also have to get back and defend, and uh, you know that's not what the case everywhere else. A lot of the cases, you know, um, like you know like Ben Rama at, at West Ham, he has he's not told to do that. He he loses the ball. That's it, you know, but. Um, it's a uh, it's, it's a it's a different different kettle of fish at Brentford for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and we just keeping talking about the left backs as well. There's also a rumor about us in for uh, was it Renan Lodi as well, who's at Marseille as well. He's a he's a he's a left back and a left centre uh, a left. Left midfielder, as well. Again, listen. You know, we're just throwing these into the pot a little bit because what happens is, don't forget transfer time. You know, there's a million players, right, that you may be looking at. Okay, and you may get people inquiring about them. Their agent sort of hypes up a little bit, and all of a sudden the world goes out. Goes, Brentford are after them. But listen, we'll be looking at a number of different options. So this is one of the ones. Again, like I said to you, we've been linked with Ren and Lodi from Marseille. Is going to be decent. Actually, we might talk to our. If there's any more sort of kind of sniffing around him going on, we might talk to our Marseille bees as well. We've got our Marseille. We have got bees all over the place and our Marseille B's, the Ultras, we went out there and filmed a little documentary of them it was about five, I actually had a look at that the other day, Laney, about four, what, five, uh, 2016 that, that was ago. seven, seven years, years ago, we went out to Marseille, we were right in the thick of their nutters and, uh, and a really good, really good, really fun, really fun couple of days that was. That was with the cartel B as well. He's the one that took us out there. Like, you know, he showed us to the sort of South of France cartel. There you go. So um but Renan Lodi from Marseille, we'll keep you in the loop on that as well, if there's anything going on there as well. Um uh Azadine Onahi as well, he's another player who again we've been kinda of sort of I say sort of linked with, you know. He's an attacking midfielder, um as well. He plays for Marseille as well. There's all sorts of Marseille characters out there, <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh let's let's see how that goes as well. Um what what else who else is there? Um Spurs Morgan Whittaker. a lot of people have been talking about Morgan Whitaker who's interesting, he's a he's a winger that plays for Plymouth. And it's almost like he's like I think a lot of people feel more comfortable with Morgan Whitaker because he's more of a Brentford type signing. You know what I'm saying? Plays for a lower league club, it's doing alright for a lower league club. It's got the got the vibes and got the hypes going on because we play, you know, because 'cause we're Brentford and fashionable. Uh, Brentford, the the likelihood that he may come to us from Plymouth is probably higher than you know. If somebody else would somebody else take a chance on him like we would do, I don't know. So there's been a little bit of kind of smoke around him. Whether or not there's any fires around that, though, I don't know. The the Whitaker. He
2: looks looks really exciting. He he does, and um, I've I've read a couple of the the Plymouth fan forums and, and. um, and, and seen a few comments about him on Twitter, and the the, the Plymouth Argyle supporters really, really, really rate him. Whether he's worth 10 million plus or not, I don't know. You know, in the same way, would would is KLP worth 10 million pound plus? I know that's what we paid for him, but do you know what I mean? That's they're, they're the kind of they're the kind of amounts that get that kind of player when you're when you're Brentford in the Premier League. If you're Brentford, not in the Premier League, the, you know, what we pay for Ivan Tony is what you pay for, for, for the big players. So the, the, the way the, the transfer fees get inflated because we've clearly got money now and it's anything to do with the Premier League is, is, is you know, pound signs. So uh, yeah, you've got to ask, yeah, will, will we get value for money for 10 million quid? So um, 10 million quid is almost nothing these days, which is really, really scary.
1: Yeah Yeah It's definitely So look I mean who else I mean I think there's There's been a rumour About Side Ben Rama But I don't know if It's made up by Brentford fans To be honest We yeah, you, you know that West Ham Want to get rid uh, The rumor is that They want to get rid And there's Brentford fans Saying oh yeah He was wearing a Brentford badge When he went shopping To uh, Aldi The other day and things like that so uh, side to may maybe coming to Brentford but I'm not quite sure about that one and also I'm not quite sure how much we need him as much as we love him or we loved him he was part of a very very good side at the time but uh, I think our sort of kind of needs are a little bit higher at the moment now and also the bar that we have has been pushed up as well a little bit higher Um, you know so there's that as well Um, talking about players out MPH which is quite interesting is Marpert Harris who only just came in and like I said to you uh, after not seeing him for a long time you know him coming in he properly bulked up he looked like he looked massive and he was like giving it the large arm after the or during the Aston Villa game was it the Aston Villa game or was it the Wolves game I can't remember what one of the games I think maybe it was the Wolves game it was actually the Wolves game I think it was uh, the one just after Christmas where we lost, I think. And Miles Perth-Harris was really kind of like giving it, I think, to them. And then he was winding the crowd up and he was kind of, you know, just, just, just winding everybody up, like, you know. But anyway, there's, there's rumours that we might be loaning him out, which probably makes a bit of sense, Laney, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it, it probably does. You know, we've, he's, he's been on the bench and again, it's just, you know, as long as it doesn't mean we play, put four goalkeepers on the bench. Um, but yeah, he does. He needs game time somewhere, and if if, if they think he's he's ready for um, a rest of the season move uh, in the Championship, and, but we have to get you know uh, the problem with some of these loan moves is they don't you can't guarantee this first first team minutes, and if if you sat on the bench somewhere else, you achieve absolutely nothing. We need him playing, so I don't know whether that means you have to drop him down to League One, and then the argument is. Is the experience in League One good enough? I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure, but yeah, he's, he's not. He's not match. He's not first team ready yet. So he does. He does need to get some form. Um, so it'd be interesting. Uh, I saw he was out in um, Dubai with Yanel at, at one of his management company's fitness camps last mm, week. And Marcondes,
1: yeah.
2: And Marcondes, yeah. they are part, the, part of the same part of the same management company I don't think he's coming he wasn't he was a Brentford training camp so uh, yeah nice to see Emiliano though, in, the, in the picture nothing but happy memories about Emilio Marco Condes obviously the goal at Wembley that, that when we went up and then um, I still remember uh, that um, absolute cracker. the last the last goal or more wasn't the last goal but in the last game at Old Griffin Park against Sheffield Wednesday uh, absolute Oh, it was just a beautiful goal yeah. out on the Braemar roadside into the top right-hand corner of the net.
1: Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Go and check that out, especially our international bees as well, who, who may not quite know the history of that one. Like I said, she playoff is it playoff semi-final, um, playoff semi-final. Brentford, Bournemouth, um, just Marcondes. Ah, uh, yes. You talk, you talking about, it? yeah, you talk about that one, lady. Is that one? No, about? no,
2: I'm talking about the Sheffield Wednesday
1: one. Oh no, the Sheffield Wednesday goal. Oh, yes. Yeah. God, God, yeah. The Sheffield Wednesday goal, which is all good. Um, But anyway, listen, what we're talking about as well, Um, I'm just uh, finally, uh, that's it. I think, I think, I think, tell you something, I think we've transferred ourselves right out, actually. Yeah. Michael Olakigbe oh. as well, again, a uh, player that I really like. Again, and he looks really promising when he comes on. But I, I think recently, when we'd realised that we needed some ammunition in the side, and almost like we bought him on, and there was almost like a feeling like, oh, we really hope he does well. But it wasn't like you feel that he's going to take us to that next level. And when you get to that stage, I think you have to feel that he needs to go out there and actually kind of get some experience because he's a very, very skillful player. I don't know if you've seen any of his uh, videos online as to when he kind of first joined Brentford and stuff. You know, he's a proper little baller as well, but he needs to. To get some game and match experience behind him, because I think that he can actually go really far. So, like I said to you, there's rumors about him possibly going to stepping out on loan as well, which is all good. But listen, we've, we've chatted quite a lot about kind of AFCON uh, and, you know, Ivan and, and, you know, all sorts of transfers and ins and outs and stuff like that. We're going to have to, Laney, and we're going to have to actually talk about this Wolves game, which is something obviously we don't really want to talk about, we, but we need to talk about it because we've just got to get it. Just get out of the system just flush it out of the system so we're gonna go away we're gonna have a little drink we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk Wolves so FA Cup we're in the hat at least we are in the hat Brentford played Wolverhampton Wanderers they came down to New Griffin Park again we played them a few days earlier and they gave us a bit of a beating but this time to be quite honest with you, I think we were very unlucky not to actually have gone through in the hat on our own except for without them we went 1-0 up We've got a goal as equaliser If you want to sort of Kind of have a look at the stats Which is what we like to do XG was 1.36 to the bees To 0.44 to the Wolves They didn't rate very much at all Big opportunity chances But they put the ball In the back of the net Which is what counted So we've gone away And unfortunately We've had to have a replay Which we really didn't need With all our injuries But we're just going to have To deal with it Tell you what we're going to do We're going to go over to the fans To hear what they had to say After that Wolverhampton Wanderers game Then we're going to have a little chin wag about the two Wolverhampton Wanderers games.
4: Well,
5: we didn't lose. That was a good start. Um, I thought De Silva was a real bright spark. Somebody who's not who's not played since August. I thought he had a really, really good game. Um, but, oh dear, I, I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of things that... We can't keep a clean sheet for love or money. Um... That goal was too easy for them. We just thought like we're still sitting at our 18-yard box where they play a short corner and nobody goes out to the ball. It's really, really frustrating. And it's not done a confidence any good, failing to beat 10 men, having gone 1-0 up. It's, and I just think it's, I, the atmosphere is just was just awful. And I, I mean, you and I are old enough to remember when the FA Cup was the big competition, wasn't it, for everyone. And I think it's just really sad that you come along an FA Cup game, and the atmosphere is so flat. But you got to say fair play to the Wolves fans who gave it, you know, gave it absolutely
3: yeah, everything. Yeah, this is it. And this is the injuries, isn't it? It's classic of every team that always has loads of injuries. It always seems to be one every season, isn't it? And it's us this season, and when you have that, you just have no rhythm to your game, no balance to the team. You see it, and it affects results. It affects results, and it's just us this season. It's going to be a scrappy one. We just have to live through it, don't we?
5: Well, very disappointing, really. Um, down to ten men uh, so early on we really needed to capitalise on it, and we didn't. I mean, it, yeah, the only way to get you know, it was there for the taking, but uh, we, we didn't, half the time I forgot actually we were up against 10 men, but um, we just didn't make the most of
1: it. I thought they hit their missing man quite well, actually, they moved it all over the park, and we never really found what the gap was. Um, a bit of a lack of confidence, I think there was some good stuff. You know, good to see Josh back, he's a very different player than anything else we got, and he had something different. Um, which was good, and a good goal from Malpay, but uh, again gave away a corner which we shouldn't have done for the goal. And you know, someone said, "We well, look like we're playing without any recognised strikers." You go well, we are, really, <laughs> and, and, and that's the problem. Right? Chance after chance, we stopped the rock. We haven't lost. No one wanted a replay, but just say we're in the cup, we're in the hat, we're in the hat, we're in the hat, we're in the cup, and we have got a couple of weeks off. And who knows what's going to come back in that time? Maybe nobody. I think we're still a few. You know six eight weeks away before we really start to see the team back but you can just see players coming back one by one do make a difference um tony if he if he comes back when he comes back will make a massive difference over a presence up front that
3: we just haven't got five five in a row beaten i mean a, a draw feels like a bit of a win doesn't it i mean if it, only if it's a, if it's a draw against wolves in the cup i mean we've got to take these small wins haven't we so it's it's it, it looked a lot more positive than than what we've seen in recent times. I mean, the, the fact that Josh Silva's back is a good thing. The fact that that we've got other people coming back and people are training, um, that's always positive. And no, I don't think we played badly. I don't think we were. I don't think we deserved to lose the game. I mean, I'm not saying we did, but I don't think you could have argued if we'd have won. I don't think you could have turned around and gone, oh, they they didn't deserve to win or whatever. Uh, but you're definitely going to turn around and go I don't think they deserve to lose if we did lose um, I think there were there were quite a few positives um, and, and people coming back always helps that as well so um, hopefully it's a bit more uplifted in the camp and whatever and take that on in the Forest I mean that's a massive game
1: So there you go there's the fans after that game and you know listen they are pretty resigned listen it, it is what it is we're in the hat you know we're moving forward um, as somebody said oh, that was positive because at least we didn't lose and I suppose if you look at it that way yes but there are also like I said to you another other positives in that game as well Josh De Silva playing for a start as well was a, was a, was a massive positive for me you know it's really positive to see him out there and playing in the match as well but also like I said to you you know I, I thought that we were looking, we looked dangerous we could have probably got a few more goals you know um, but it wasn't quite to be Wolverhampton Wanderers, though, in the cup, this is a game where I'm going to ask a question, Nadi. Do you think that we uh, we we need to get through to get ourselves some confidence? Because what we were saying back in that game, some people go, "Oh, we don't want to lose this again, Bill," because you know it's just going to do them. The, it's not going to do them the world of good if they lose another game. But on the other hand, you sort of think that you know, do we just get this cup thing out of the way? Because if we get through, then we're going to have to go to. West Bromwich Albion At the end of the month again And we've still got You know AFCON And players missing And all this kind of stuff I don't know I'm I'm a little bit in two minds Because I would quite like To go to To West Brom The Vine pub as, as a lot of people know as well It's a nice Indian restaurant Stroke pub You know Which is quite busy Football pub before the game And I'd quite like to go back there Before the match However At the same time I also want us to Kind of just sort of Sort this injury problem out What are you thinking? Um
2: I I think it's a case of the the negativity of some fans seems to be contaminating uh, a lot at the moment. Um, We 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 go through these bad runs, you know. I'm not saying it's inevitable. We didn't do it. I mean, last season was so great. Let's be honest. um, When we had all our players to pick from, it's it's been quite clear what the problem is. The the problem is we haven't been able to pick the, the team that was here last year, you know you know we'll going over and over again Ivan wasn't around blah 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 you know it's been a bit of a churn I I, I don't want this to sound too harsh but the, the negativity is a bit over the top I think um, when we've got all our players back things are going to improve you know I I think some people need to grow up here um, and and just realize that we're well, yes we are in the middle of a bad run it doesn't mean we, we want to stop playing games because we, we we've only looked out of it we looked out on our feet at crystal palace you know we we weren't out of the game but like we still created loads of choice. we created chances in all of this one or two games you know, you know the Wolves game especially you know but everything else was you know narrow one goal defeats just because we weren't strong enough we weren't strong and I, enough
1: we were and I'm just, quite strong enough. Yeah, I'm just not and I'll interrupt you there as well you you're right Laney as well because I've actually gone into stats and I've actually spoken to some people in the, you know, in the, in the right areas as well Just yeah. to reinforce what my thoughts were and a lot of people saying no, I'll be mean crap and be mean rubbish and, be, and I've looked at I thought actually no Attacking wise we've actually created some really good opportunities No we haven't put them in the back of the net And I know some people go It does count Because at the end of the day tell you why it counts because if we weren't creating them opportunities I'll be absolutely shitting my pants okay mm. I'll be re- absolutely in my pants saying we got no chance because if we're not creating nothing we ain't going to score nothing but at least if you create them you have the opportunity to score and you yeah, know people do score no but then you've got people coming back into the game people coming back from injury and they have the opportunity to do that so as long as we're doing that that's fine the problem has been coming in defense we've been letting in soft goals we've been letting in weak goals we've been not defending nothing and that's where the problem has been Fix that defence and we'll be fine. I mean, probably be fine anyway. But fix that defence and we'll be fine. Obviously, they're looking into it with these rumours going around, and I think that's what the score is here. So for me, and that's why I'm glass half full. I'm not like a I'm not like a rose tinted glasses person. I'm like a, I'm like look, let's look at the facts here, okay? Right? There's some shit teams out there, right? There's some terrible teams out there, and we're not one of them. Yes, we've gone through a bad run, but everyone got really worried when Luton won two games. Oh my God, Luton, Luton are going to. Uh, listen. This, look at their record and look what they do and how they play. Okay, yes, they get a couple of wins because that's the type of team they are. But are they going to be able to continue that until May? And that's what you've got to think. All these teams, Sheffield United—they beat us, but the, are they going to continue that until May? This is how you've got to think, and that's this is the level-headed thinking we have to. So, stop the panicking. Let's chill, chill out and let's just, listen. Everyone, I know everyone's got their opinion, but let's just like, let's let's play this out over a couple of months, okay? Not over a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, and we have to keep remembering we have our best players coming back, yeah? And, and we can still add to that. We, we're at our worst, and our worst wasn't awful. Yes, we have lost a, quite a lot of games, but they were, they were narrow. I think, I think the term for us, Bill, is called, I think it's happy clappers. I think, I think that's what they, they call people like me and you. Mm. Um, I, I've been up, yes, of course. I, don't, I hate seeing my team lose. And yes, I have been low. And yes, you know, you do feel negative, but you just have to kind of go, right? You know, why are we hemorrhaging these defeats? And it's, and it's just, it's because we you know, Ivan Tony is such a huge part of the way we play. I mean, for us to be where we are, you know, it's got worse the last couple of weeks. Our league position slumped. But we were, we were you know, above halfway without him for, for almost all of the season so far. And for him to come back and the way he's talking and the impact we all know that he's going to have, um, we've Shada hopefully in there as well, and whoever's going to play on the other wing, I assume it's the KLP. Um, we've got we've got options, you know, um, and that's something we haven't had in the, in the coming, you know, in the, in the weeks just gone. Mm, yeah. So I'm I'm not down in the dumps for sure.
1: No, no, not at all. So listen, I mean, you know, talk about not down in the dumps, picking themselves up. Listen, we got JB in the house. He's got some, he's got some facts and Funk. He's got some FA Cup. He comes out with some stuff, man, as well. He's got some wicked FA Cup facts and fun. Let's go over to JB with his facts and his funk.
4: Jonathan Birchall back again. It was over 10 years ago, back in 2012-13, that we last had a draw in the third round of the FA Cup. Then it was Uwe Rossler's side who drew away with Southend 2-2 before winning the replay 2-0 setting up a match with Chelsea, which ended in another 2-2 draw at Griffin Park before we went on to lose 4-0 at Stamford Bridge. We went into the Wolves game having gone 12 Premier League games without a draw. So, in reality, the chances of a draw were probably quite high. The Wolves game mirrored the match at Palace, with the quirky fact we had three different players wearing the captain's armband during the 90 minutes. At Palace, Norgard had started, then Janelt took over when he went off, before Zanka finished the game when Vitali was subbed. Similarly, against Wolves, it transferred from Norgard to Jensen to Janelt. We first played in the FA Cup in 1897 and this season is the 50th time where we've been in the third round. Prior to this season we've had nine third round games which weren't decided in the initial tie. Ultimately we went on to win four and lose five of them. The replay will be the third time we've met Wolves recently with a fourth looming on the horizon which will make it four games with them in 45 days. But we have had four games against the same opposition quicker. Back in 1952, we played Luton in an FA Cup fourth round match, a replay, a second replay, which we lost, and then a drawn league game, all over 28 days, when we literally played them every week.
1: So there you go, I mean, the amount of times we are playing Wolves, it does feel like we're playing them every week, doesn't it, Laney? Yes, it
2: does. Um, yeah. do, you want to play them,
1: do you want to play them every week?
2: Not really, but do we want to play West Brom? Yeah, you don't mind West Brom, yeah. It's it's another it's a it's a tricky schlep, isn't it? They're in fairly decent form at the moment, so that's not going to be easy. But I remember saying that during that League Cup run, um, we we went up to the Hawthorns and we, and we and we turned them over. So yeah, it's it's always it's always an awkward one up there. And uh, we did well last time. No reason why we can't do the same.
1: No, no, not at all. And I'll tell you something as well. It's it, I'm just talking about sort of kind of runs as well. It was, I think it was about 10 years ago now that we went on a run. It was an absolutely phenomenal run because I mean, obviously, you know, Dean Smith and some people used to call him Streaky Dean because he used to go on like runs where we used to win loads and then runs when we used to not win hardly any as well. Um, and and I think I posted about exactly 10 years ago it does make me smile that over the last 14 matches with our 13 wins and one draw Brentford have the best form in Europe closely followed by Juventus right and that was exactly 10 years ago now that was our first season in the championship after we kind of came out from a little bit of a dodgy slump and then we came in then Dean Smith actually went on a a very good run Uh, so that's not our first season second season yeah second season second season in the championship, like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just, just throwing that inside, that these, these things do happen, as they say, right? you know, just just quickly, just find just coming onto this Wolves game, just looking forward to the Wolves game, you yeah, know, looking at where Wolves are good, I mean, we know because we see them, we've played them twice already now, Good At counter attacking, good at finishing, scoring chances, good at creating balls, uh, chances through through balls and through individual skill. They're good at coming back from losing positions, which they've done much. Thank you very much. They're good at protecting the lead and stealing the ball from the opposition. Where they're weak is avoiding offside, defending attack against attacks down the wings when you've got wingers, um, defending counter attacks, and also fouling in dangerous areas. They're very weak. So, um, but I, I think that you know, when we played them last time, we kind of you know, we hit them where it hurts um i I have to i have to admit something though as well, I, I didn't realise until the 80th minute that they actually were playing with 10 men. Um, they got a man sent off for that horrible tackle against Norgard. And I spent most of the time sort of looking at Norgard and being very sad with Norgard and didn't notice the kerfuffle when the player actually got sent off. So uh, I am sitting down there until somebody, I think it was the Dutchman behind me, said to me, oh yeah, God, Brentford, don't you realise they've got 10 men? I'm like, have they got 10 men? Oh no, bit of a fluff there. <laughs> but you know, but that, this is what happens in football. Yeah. Uh, his, name, which is, his
2: name was Shao Gomez, Bill.
1: Yes, that's right yeah so yeah this is all good so listen um, Wolves in the FA Cup not much else to be said you know we've played them before we're playing them again um, the side that we're going to maybe we just just briefly talk about the side that we're going to play them with because that's I mean you know we believe that what's it you know Strakosa in goal will probably remain the same obviously Norgard's going to be out so Yenelt will probably come in in his place uh, with Josh Justice Silva will probably come back in again because he was looking quite hot you know, um, you know the, the usual players KLP you know he's going to be in there um, you know the, the, you, you, are you thinking not much change from the last time Laney
2: yeah I, I, it, it's, it's down to fitness but I, I think it will be I've I, I got a feeling it may even be even weaker you know the, it, I, I, don't, I, I honestly we want to win it obviously but it, the Nottingham Forest game is just going to be so important I, I can't see us risking um, if if anyone's 50 50, I'd say they, they don't play. If Nor if Norgard is actually really fit um, and, or is struggling, then I, I don't see him coming in. There's there's there's, there's up there, there luckily there are there are options there. I mean I think more pace starts. Um, I think uh, you know as you said the silver. I think Lewis Potter needs more game time still. Um, Jensen probably yeah he's probably going to be captain. Damsgaard I think he needs more time. Um, Roslev is the only right back, and, and yeah, and I, I, who, who we play on the left, I'm not quite sure. Well, Yenel probably, but um, we'll 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 see. But um, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a weaker, a lighter team than the one we expect to go full guns blazing against. Yeah, forest I mean, again, you,
1: you know, we're saying to be quick. But let's just say, so listen, Lane, just give us a quick score prediction. Um, I'll go a 2-1 wards win. Oh, and I'll go 2-1 to the Mighty, Mighty Bees, which will see us going up to West Brom and going to the Vine pub before the match, which I'll look forward to if that does ever, ever happen. So listen, Lainey is just, you're still out in Thailand doing uh, just uh, actually getting your tox back in after the detox. So today's the day of toxing. So you're going to get curries and beers down here. Uh, if I, um, I'm, I'm gonna correct.
2: going to have one beer my um, first one in a fortnight and I'm going to have I'm certainly going to have food <laughs>
1: yeah okay. certainly which is good and uh, loyalty bonus points so you've got your loyalty bonus points back for the Forest game at all by any chance
2: uh i'll
1: be in cambodia so- ah loyalty bonus points absolute zero so there you go well you'll be having your holiday in cambodia and i'll be having my holiday probably in richmond and queue and uh in brentford at the time so we'll catch up with you very very soon but listen sorted. pride of west london podcast don't forget to buy us a beer. besorted.com forward slash beer thanks to everybody who supported us so far and also don't forget to subscribe and all good podcast channels and don't forget to check us out brotherwest.london. now we got all Oh, anyone l- want to buy
2: philly a shed
1: that's <laughs> yes, right any, any offers out there shed shed your like I'm going to have to try and call someone else to sort this out but anyway we should move on from that like I said to you uh, Wolves game on Tuesday night it is not on the box it is, uh, it's it's going to be quite hard to get hold of if you're not going to the game everyone who's going up to the game listen to safe travels and hopefully we'll bring ourselves back in, 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 the, in, the, in the in the hat on our own as we say but like I said to you Forest is the big game on Saturday we'll we have another podcast probably on the Thursday uh, Laney from Cambodia as well we've never done a podcast from Cambodia Cambodia. That's going to be very. I'm to be very, very excited actually, which is all good. So check it out on Thursday some stage from Cambodia and from North London somewhere. As we're talking talk, talk the We've got the walls yeah, Come on, you bees! How did you say then? Tie by the way, Laney? How did you say tie? Uh, got no idea of you. No. you're never wasting your time out there, mate. A cool <laughs>